This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun and we might actually learn something along the way. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. And this is our show. Ian. Hi, Dave. Um, I know what every single listener wants to know right now. Yeah. How's your butt? We did start it off on kind of a weird note last time, huh? Uh, the brown note. <laughs> oh. No. Oh, I'm the one that's degrading the podcast now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring it up a notch. You started out with the phrase, so much pooping. Those well, three was, words. Yeah, there was a lot of poop. <laughs> Ian, the, the fact that that happened doesn't mean that it needs to be called attention to, or yeah, we're not questioning okay. the integrity of your statement here okay car podcast yeah ladies and gentlemen this is the team clear coat automotive podcast yeah welcome new listeners the internets unless they're lying to us which they might be have told us that we have some new listeners maybe two maybe three yeah yeah a handful hi guys yeah and and ladies so welcome we are very professional at this, and so we have not prepared a reintroduction, <laughs> even though we just talked about it. I said, Ian, do you want to do a, a prepared reintroduction to the podcast? Nope. Just going to wing it. Well, we wouldn't want to like lead our new listeners astray with some sort of like false hope of professionalism. You know what? Okay, so th- this is something that I like when, um, when say, like a rap song starts with profanity in like the first three words, you know what you're getting yep. into right yep. then, right then and there. You're like, you're in, right? Th- there's no reason to drop an F-bomb like... 20, you know, seconds in, two minutes in, right? Just Yeah, where'd that come from? Whoa, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) I am not familiar with this in my Rappington music, (laughs) in my Raps A Lot albums. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to reintroduce the podcast to any new listeners. Yeah. And basically, it's, it's just this. It's Dave and I talking about cars, talking about uh, car culture, modifying cars, racing, uh, and like I like to say, fixing things that we most likely broke in the first place. We definitely broke in the first place. I'm Dave. I have a 97 Saab, which has a lot of things that are wrong with it, and it may fall apart or burst into flames at any time. So obviously there's material there to talk about on the podcast. And I'm Ian. I have a 2004 Volkswagen R32, and there are many things <laughs> wrong with it. Most of which are my fault. The other are the fault of the Germans and their <laughs> shitty, shitty electrical engineering. <laughs> the Germans? Yeah. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you said, early on, they moved on to manufacture pain in lo- on the, over the long term. <laughs> exactly. And now they're inflicting you with that with, yep. with your Volkswagen. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's not like any uh, Volkswagen has really seen any kind of negative press lately. I mean, you know, so all that's probably out of their system by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's basically it. We also uh, later on in the podcast, we'll play a game called FMK Cars that you and I invented. And we'll do a description of that when we're about to play it. But uh, yeah, that's the podcast in a nutshell right there. Yeah. And we, we started it off on the right foot by talking about butts again. <sighs> Ian. <laughs> You know what, buddy? You know what? Let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about what's happened in Denver in the last week. Okay, we had a blizzard and yeah. a, a crazy snowstorm. I almost put my summer tires on. I almost did as well. And I I have a rule, and I was second guessing my rule, like I always do. Mm-hmm. I said I always say no summer tires until after tax day. 
Yeah. April 15th. Yeah, that's a good rule. And even then in Colorado, it's still rolling the dice a touch. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I mean, I can't imagine how atrocious your car is on summer tires in the snow. My car, I don't know if anyone has ever driven. uh, It's like a special kind of sketchy, an all-wheel drive car on like really aggressive summer tires in the snow because you don't just not go places. You go everywhere sideways, but not fun sideways. Like you just fall off the road. And and it's the weirdest, scariest, sketchiest thing ever. Yeah. And I've done it now several times because I'm I'm an idiot. And I always like put my snow tires on too late or take them off too early. Um this time this time though, I was an idiot for completely unrelated reasons. Let's go ahead and get into that, buddy. All right. So let's set the stage. This is it was seventy. Right, the day before. The day before the snowstorm. Like, not like, oh, it was 70 degrees. No, it was actually 70 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, 7-0. Like, yeah. We, yeah, me and my my wife and my child all walked to the coffee shop in t-shirts uh-huh. literally yep. the day before. Yep. 12 hours before the snowstorm started. <laughs> and then we wake up the next morning to a foot of snow. Yes. And then it kept snowing. So, I mean, I by us, we had about 18 inches by yep. the time it was all done. Yeah. So I am, um, as is well documented, uh, a fucking idiot. <laughs> and my first thought when this happens, because my we've talked about automotive happy places before. Yes. On this podcast. Yeah. Whenever things are not going right with my car or whatever, the, my automotive happy place is in the snow with my car. Yeah, is doing it, some snow nuts. Yeah, because it's hilarious. And even just like, I mean five miles an hour drifting around a corner. Oh yeah. No, it's fun. I love, I love driving in the snow in my car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this time I was like, well, I need to see, I need to take a lap around the block. Oh my God. And see like how bad, cause since the last big, big snow that we've had, I've lowered the car (laughs) a lot. And you've missed some snow, snowstorms being out of town. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. You were anxious to get into this one. I was. Yeah. And so I decided I was going to, I was going to drive out and everything was going fine. It was actually, I mean, it, well, first you did have to dig your car out first. No. No, you didn't? No. Oh, okay. I just went for it. Oh, all right. I brushed it all off. No car kicks. Thank you. We'll get into that. Yeah. And I just, I just went for it and just, and and drove off. What was that again? (laughs) That's that's what it sounds like? No, I don't think it is. (laughs) This is how cars sound? (laughs) 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 Move. Yeah. The car says. <laughs> so so I drove around the block and it was uh-huh. fun. I did a, a few tiny little drifts and it was great. Okay. And then I went, I street park this car because I'm a gentleman and I let my wife have the good parking spot. I street park. So I went to reverse in and this is where I made my fatal mistake. Oh boy. So the the snow this time was uncharacter, uncharacteristically heavy. It was almost like being... Back oh, yeah. east, where yeah, you know, it was wet. Yeah. yeah, it was really wet and heavy. And normally in Denver, it's very, very light, and you just kind of like plow right through it. Like I've driven my car through a foot of snow before, and it's been no problem because yeah. it's just powder, so it just flies out of the way. Well, this time it kind of packed down. It when was like I, cement. Yeah, yeah. So I I drove out and packed a whole bunch of stuff down with the <laughs> under tray of my car. Uh huh. And then when I tried to reverse it, into the tire tracks that you made it going out, it it 
I, it didn't work very well, Dave. I ripped the under tray completely to shreds on my car. So let's. So underneath your car, there's a big plastic under tray that's held on with a bunch of other bolts. Bunch of shitty torque screws. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that's designed to protect the oil pan. Yeah. And uh, I mean all the undery bits of your yeah, car. Everything. I mean yeah. that's the technical term, undery bits. Yeah, I yeah. think that is. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so you rip that off. Pretty much. Yeah. And so how much does a replacement cost, Ian? Well, okay. So I'm going to get the, I'm gonna get a stainless steel one. Okay. Which we should talk about because this is another Team Clear Coat Ethics uh, tenant that we have. Yeah. Go when, on. When you break something. Yeah. Not it, if you break something. Exactly. When you break something. Yes. Upgrade. Yeah, yes. It's an excuse to upgrade. And this is, that's been a thing that's been on the list for a long time. Ever this, since I this, lowered it and I realized how low it was. I this was like, $30 part that I've broken, yeah. I'm not going to go get another $30 part. No, this is now a $230 part, which is actually what it costs. Oh, <laughs> uh, but the new one's not going to break. No. Well, <laughs> I mean, if it does, then I've done something really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so. I'm looking forward to hearing about how difficult it is to install your under your new under tray. Yeah. I assume we're going to have to go in through the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe so, at some point invert the vehicle. Yeah, how many fuses will I blow <laughs> installing the under tray? That's the that's the next question. <laughs> it it has a uh under tray uh bus module, yep. a relay. Yeah, yeah. It, definitely. <laughs> Oh, but Dave, are you so inferring that Volkswagen Audi Group vehicles may have electrical issues from time to time? Nope, nope, not at all. Never would. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry that your under tray ripped off. I'm sorry that you ripped your under tray off. Yeah. You know, this is Team Clear Coat. That kind of stuff happens to us. And I, I thought I, I remember thinking to myself, this is not a good idea. <laughs> You actually had that thought? Yeah. And then I just did it anyway. Wait, okay. Hang on. We need to establish a baseline. Right. How often do you have that thought? Oh, I mean, most of the time. Okay, okay. So then nothing, nothing I mean, was like out a of couple, the A couple times a day. We, you thought it before this podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, buddy. I'm sorry. Uh, my car did quite well through the snow. At some point, I plowed through enough that snow came up over the hood of my car. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. And, uh, I mean, hey, snow tires and patience. As long as you can I don't, avoid... I have no idea how you drive your car in the snow. You've seen me drive my car in the snow. I point it somewhere, I mash the pedal, and then I laugh hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> just hope for the best. And then there's a lot of correction, and I'm just yeah. left, right, left, right, left, right. Yeah, some people yeah. would call that correction, I suppose. I would call it flailing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I downed four espressos and then just used the jitters <laughs> to even out, even out the car. Yeah. Yeah, I, for, uh, like fast front-wheel drive cars uh -huh. are so hard in the snow. They are, but I, th I think it's a... One of the benefits that I have of the Saab is that it is, you know, it's only a two liter and the yeah. turbo doesn't really kick in until like 2,800 RPM. That's true. You do have some lag yeah. areas you can play with. Yeah, it is. I mean, it does have two personalities, yeah. you know, and so that, that second personality of, of it being very drivable at low RPMs is, mm -hmm. is easy in the snow. Of course, I still get into boosting. And then the other, the other personality <laughs> is just in a tree. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. And of course, I mean, you know, there's nothing like breaking your front tires loose at 4,000 RPM, you know, in the yeah. snow. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So anyway, Saab did quite well in the snow. 
it got me through the most dangerous day. And so, yeah, that was good. I was happy for it. Snow tires, man. Snow tires. Yeah, they're the best. Yep. Yep. So anyway, that's the blizzard. That's what Ian's broke. My car is just leaking water now because I I don't know. I need to figure out what the hell. It's dusty, rusty, leaky now. So I got to figure out what's going on with Wait, that. What, what, where is it leaking from? Oh, everywhere. The windshield. Is, I don't know. I'm, oh, might, like water, like into the car. Yeah, it might as well be a convertible with the top down. At like this weather point. is uh-huh, coming yeah, in no, the Yeah, car. no, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if squirrels took up residence pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. No, no. Yeah. I mean, when all the doors and windows are shut, you, you should still be able to see daylight through different cracks in your car, right? I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and feel a slight no. breeze. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I got to figure something out. I don't know what's leaking. So anyway. Mm. Yeah, I know. Great. <sighs> anyway, so that's that's the blizzard. That's uh, that's the garage update. There were some epic car cakes. Though. Oh, my And God. I, every time I see one now, I think like, oh, Dave would be so upset. I, I took a picture of one on the back of a, it, it's the Saturn equivalent of the Buick thingy. The view? Yeah. No, the Buick egg car. The Encore, but there's like a Saturn version of it? Well, no, Saturn was out of business by that point. It was the Chevy. It's like a little Chevy Equinox or something like that. I can't remember, but I saw like a solid, like almost foot and a half car cake on this thing. (laughs) Dude, come on, please, people, just... Just brush the snow off the top of your car before you drive A car cake is when someone brushes the windows off of their car, brushes off the windows, and then does not brush off the top of their car yeah they leave like a car mohawk sometimes yeah or just a car crew cut yeah yeah oh gosh and then of course those just come off on the people behind you on the highway right yeah oh i hate car cakes yeah yeah i do too yeah anyway what do you say we get into uh the new york auto show let's okay do we have some thoughts around it yeah did you know first of all that we were not invited did you know that god damn it no, it got lost in the mail. I'm sure that's what it was. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So big news out of the New York Auto Show. One of the first things is the uh, Mazda MX-5, a.k.a. Miata, with a hardtop. Hardtop convertible Miata. Right. And it's not the first time that they've offered that, but it is pretty cool because it's kind of Targa top-ish. So that means the roof kind of more slides back, right? No. So a Targa top is like a... Like uh, uh, like the Corvette is a offers a target top or the the 911 Targa, where it, the the C pillar stays intact. Right, the C pillar is fixed and the roof comes out. And the roof comes out, so either it can come out or it can be a folding hard top or a soft top even. And those so those are considered target tops. So if the C pillar stay up and fixed, kind of up over your head, then that's usually considered a Targa. Okay, all right. Um, so like the, the Koenigsegg's removable roof, that's yep. a target top, yep. not, not a convertible. Um, so yeah, so it's a folding hard top kind of target convertible hybrid thing. Uh, and it looks really cool. It, that, that MX-5 looks awesome. It looks really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, I mean, cause so th- I think there were a lot of purists that were kind of upset about it. Yeah, I was going to say, because the the MX-5 is is devoted to, it has a pretty hardcore fan base for autocross and racing and track days, and they pride the vehicle for its lightness. And when you right. add a feature like a target top, that, especially if it's motorized, mm-hmm. that adds weight to the vehicle, and those enthusiasts are not happy with it. Right. But you know what? Uh, it is an optional 
thing. So I, True. I, I would say that there's probably more than one reason to buy a Miata or an MX-5. And I think we should encourage people to buy fun, lightweight, rear drive roadsters. Yeah, definitely. Uh, even if they're not hardcore autocrossing or... Exactly. You know, this doesn't have to be a 20... Uh, 2050 lemons entry. No, but guess what? You can still autocross it and still have a good time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, uh, yay Mazda for for bringing that to to New York. I think it's really really cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. Consistently like what Mazda's putting out. Except I'm still mad that they got rid of the CX7. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, that's that's my that's my uh, ch- chip to carry. I will I, guess. I will tell you that you are the first person I have ever met ever. That had any thought in their head about the CX-7, yeah, I think. Yeah, probably. Because when normal ple- people are asked about it, a dial tone is all you hear. <laughs> what the fuck is a CX-7? Yeah, yeah. No, but I was nerdy enough to pay attention to it and like it. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk about... Do we need to talk about Alpha's US lineup? Yes. Why? Why? Yeah. Because they're so pretty in any excuse. I mean, we are... We all know we, that we Alphas are pretty. Kinda, we already kind of knew about it, but we didn't know exactly the trim levels that we were going to be getting. Oh, boy. Trim levels. <laughs> why, why are we shooting on, on the Alpha Julia right now? I don't know. I don't know. I don't need any apple juice. <laughs> are you sure? Yes, I am sure. Okay. Yeah, so, so what's exciting about the trim levels, Ian? I, you know, I don't even know. I just I just want to look at Alfa Romeo Julia's forever. That's a great podcast. Let's listen to Ian look at pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so the Quadrifolia, the yeah, Quadrifolio uh is the that's the hot one. That's the one that everyone cares about with like 500 horsepower and everything. Uh very exciting. Um, and that's a four-door sedan. Yes, it's about the same size as a three series. Okay. Okay. Um, not something big like a Quattro Porte or anything. No, no. Okay. No. I really wonder what that interior build quality is like on the Alphas. If it'll have the ch- Chrysler cheapness. Yeah, it it is I am curious to know that too yeah. because I man, suspect I was, it's not good. Yeah. And I feel bad because FCA, man, they just they just seem so hapless sometimes. You know, like they just—they've tr- been trying so hard. Have they though? And it—and even the ideas sometimes you're—they sound great until you think about them for like thirty seconds. Like, hey, you know what? Chrysler has really been struggling with quality lately, uh-huh. you guys, and we, we we need to do something. So let's get the Italians on the phone. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Sure. Sure. Why not? Okay. But then they do something great. Like the, the Fiat 124 and right. MX five, you know, kind of, right. Kind right. of mashup. But then, you know, they've completely neglected the Chrysler brand. Totally. Yes. yes because Chrysler only makes three cars. Yeah. Well, and that's soon to be two, two. because yeah. the 200 is going away. Yep. So, I, yeah, exactly. You, Chrysler, two yeah. cars. Yeah. yeah. And so now they, now Chrysler doesn't have luxury vehicles anymore. No. Because one of them is a minivan. Yep. Um, and the other is the 300. And the other is the 300, which is, we've talked about this before, is a sort of luxury car. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, an, it's one of those ones where they, like, you could see what they were doing and you could see the miss. Yep. And, and the miss is just glaring in that segment, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, we talked about the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Yep, yep. 
So, yeah. oh, poor FCA. And yeah. I feel bad for them. I really do, because I want them to succeed. They put out things like the Hellcat, and they put out things like right. the, the Abarth uh, 124 Spider and all that sort of stuff. And the, I mean, just having the Fiat 500 in America is great, except for the Fiat 500L. But having the Fiat 500 right. in America is awesome. But I feel, I do, it is, they are that car maker. They're absolutely at zero, right? Where Because, yeah. like, Every great thing that they do, you have, there is an immediate like, yeah, but they did that fucking same thing, right? <laughs> okay. All right. And so I, I think that could be a yeah, challenge. I, I just said that. I said 500, but uh, 500 now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, people, if you, uh, if you think of a great thing that FCA has done that has not been <laughs> mitigated by some other terrible decision. True. Please let us know. <laughs> And and we can play this game. Okay, we can right. play the game on Twitter if Car, you want. Car dichotomies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FCA dichotomy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hashtag. hashtag. Why? Why is we no one using this insanely long <laughs> hashtag with a word that I can't even spell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's see here. So we have two more things I want to talk about from the New York Auto Show. I want to talk about yeah. Nissan real quick yes. and how you properly goddamn show a new car. Or a facelifted car at an auto show. Yes. So Ian and I love Nissan Skylines. Why wouldn't you? If you're an American and you could never have a Nissan Skyline, you want one really bad. Yeah. You grew up playing Gran Turismo. There it is. Yep. That's why. Yep. That's right. You want a Skyline. Yeah. It is the forbidden fruit. It is the forbidden fruit of the automotive market in America. Yeah. Completely. And so th- what they did was they brought... One example from every generation of Skyline. Uh, and it has such a long legacy. I mean, it goes back to the, oh, geez, I don't know. 69. Yeah, 69. Yeah. And that's my favorite one. It's so pretty. And you know why else it's my favorite, Dave? Because it has fender mirrors. Fender mirrors. Yep. I love fender mirrors. Yeah, let's take these little mirrors that you need to focus on to see if anybody's behind you and yep. move them far uh, away from your <laughs> I didn't say they worked. I didn't say they worked. But they look amazing. But they look so cool. Yeah, they do. They do. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. It's yeah. just so, and the, oh, I, I love it so much. Are and you then, looking at pictures right now? You, I can see the reflection in your glasses. No. <laughs> Ian, I am. It's it's like it's it's like a, a couple, and like the wife walks in. She's like, "Are you browsing porn?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> I can see the reflection in your glasses <laughs> of giant fake boobies. <laughs> I can see the reflection of of, of fender mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which are pretty much the giant fake boobies of automotive design. You're going to wear your contacts to record the next podcast. <laughs> and I can't bust you. <laughs> I'm going to put a mirror behind you. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it's really cool to see an automaker celebrate their legacy like that to show every generation of the car that came before that car that they're that they're trying to sell. I mean, it's with, with somebody like Nissan, you don't typically... Uh, throw the word legacy at Nissan like you would Porsche or Ferrari. Ooh, or, you better you better tread carefully. Well, no, here, no. I'm I'm just saying like it's not really a fanboys. No, no, no. Not to say it doesn't have it because it definitely does, and this is how Nissan's displaying it. Right. But it's not something that the the public would typically associate. The general public would typically associate with Nissan, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, it, it, the the public would typically associate that with somebody like Jaguar or Porsche. You know, some of the more like yeah, or even Subaru or Mitsubishi. 
yeah. with, the, with the rally. Right, right. But Nissan does have a great, insanely successful and amazing deep legacy in mm-hmm. motorsport and of doing amazing cars. Yeah. And I mean, like you and I could list awesome Nissan cars back and forth for quite some time. But but seeing an automaker uh, bring all these previous generations is so great. I, I love it. I'm really happy that they did something like that. I would love to see more people do that. Yeah. And it, and it actually brought up one thing for me, too, that that I always think is really cool. So, like, in the early 70s, so the, the early 70s skyline, uh, this one, the one that the, I'm looking at here is from 73. I believe it's the second generation. And that cool, like... For for a few years there, uh, some of the Japanese automakers were doing like the cool like fastback designs. Oh yeah, almost yeah. like the um, like the Mustang Mustang Mach One. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, and this the, there's a generation of Skyline that has that, and I think it's just so cool. Like yeah. the, that first generation Celica has it. The Mazda RX2 Capella had yep. it. Yep, 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 all, and fender mirrors. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, all of those like fastback Japanese cars are just the coolest. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They really are. Because yeah. I think if you if you saw it like if you saw a glimpse of it, you'd almost be like, well, that's an AMX or something. And then you'd look you'd, you'd take a second look, oh wait, that's a Japanese car. Yep. Weird. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So good job, Nissan. Yeah. Good yeah. work. Ian and I are proud of you. Atta boy. Yep. All right. Let's talk about the last thing we want to talk about from NYC, the Lincoln Navigator concept. Okay. Listeners of the podcast will know that Ian and I have very explicit thoughts about what Lincoln should be doing as an organization. And it may surprise you to hear as well that uh, to date, they have, (laughs) wait, hold on, let me check my inbox. Nope. They have not. You know what? Refresh it just now. Refresh it. Okay. Nope. Still, they have (laughs) not responded to any of our- I'm checking the Twitter feed. Nope. Nothing? Yeah. Okay. Should I refresh? No. (laughs) It's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they have not responded to any of our ideas. No. Which is a shame. Yeah. So, the Navigator concept. Their big sport utility vehicle. What do you think, Ian? Um, I honestly think that it's more successful than the... Continental? The, than the Continental concept. Because okay. I don't look at it and immediately think... That looks like whatever other car. True, because that Lincoln Continental just made us think about other cars that we th- we saw. Would have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, I I will say that it it doesn't do that for me. I didn't have that first reaction either, other than kind of Ford Explorer. But um, I think it's very boring looking. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I think I don't. it's. A, I think that's okay though. I think for the Navigator, it doesn't have to be splashy. It just needs to be. Not ugly. I thought they could go a little a little bit more extreme. The most extreme thing is it has these giant gull wing doors that are not going to make it into production. Yeah, so those were just there to so people could see the interior sure. on, the, on the show stand. Yeah. Um, and the interior is legitimately pretty cool. The interior looking. does look very pretty. Yeah, I have to say that. Um, but I don't I mean, and I hope I hope that this is what puts Lincoln back on the map because I don't think the Continental is going to be. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, um, yeah, it's weird. You wanted to ask me about the taillights, what I thought about the taillights? Yeah. Yeah. Because Dave is, um, has thoughts about taillights. Yeah. Capital so you, T thoughts. <laughs> you take a Dodge Charger taillight yep. cluster, you turn it upside down, you stretch it out and you add a little Saab 9.5 last generation and that's what you get. How, how just insanely um 
influential was that nine five right? rear end? It was that I it saw was one so simple and so elegant, and it just looks perfect. Yeah, the last time I traveled, I saw a nine five in the parking garage of the airport. Yeah, and I, I had to stop and look at it again. I'm like it's it's just a really good looking car. It, it and there's nothing flashy about it. Like they just did it right. Yeah, and it, we're already. I mean, we're already five years. Yeah, I know. From it, and it still looks really good. And it still like catches your eye. As as much as I like the trend of having the wagon taillights go up that uh, mm-hmm. D D pillar on a wagon. Is that what it is? C pillar, D pillar, the last, the back. Yeah. Right. At having them go vertically up the back, which mm-hmm. is cool, you know, but Saab didn't need to do it for that one, even though they have done it on previous 9.3 uh, wagons. Yeah. My, my 9.3 has that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like. I like quite a bit. But mm-hmm. man, it, oh, that Saab 9.5. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, it looked really good. But yeah, it, it's it's really strange. It's sorry, we no, got, yeah, we got like, off on like a ta- weird. We're talking Saab about Lincoln, and, and we just end up talking about Saab. We talk about Alpha, and we end up talking about Mazda. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, go on. But yeah, it, it's it's just funny to see that design cue showing up in concept cars five years after that car went out of production because it's it it's so simple, it's easy to replicate, and it just straight up looks good. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. anyway, Lincoln Navigator concept taillights. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I ho- I wish them the best with it. It just still does have the complete like rip off Jaguar grill. Yeah. Uh which is unfortunate. I, I wish I still I still think the styling needs to kind of just be a little bit more. Like a Range Rover styling is just is just a little bit more. A a, a Volvo XC90 styling is just a little bit more, you know, than something more pedestrian. I don't know. I bet some of these lines and creases in person will show up a little bit mm. better than they do in photographs. Yeah. But I don't know. And that 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 is another thing. So I something just No, let's let's, let's chase this thread, buddy. So the idea of the the corporate nose on a car, right? Uh-huh. Yep. So it, it's like been, Acura or Audi, where they have a, a kind of a, a very common Yeah, or grill. I mean well, I mean BMW, right? Yep. The, the the two kidneys. The, the two kidneys, right? Yeah. Um, and Alfa Romeo is the most probably mm-hmm. the most famous. Yeah. So, I th- I understand why why it's important. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand is an automaker saying like, "Well, nobody is buying our cars. Right. I know we need a new corporate grill." True. And and Acura, I'm glad you brought Acura up. Yeah. They, um, and it's timely too because Acura was like the worst offender of like, oh, nobody thinks our cars are exciting. I know we need a new corporate grill, you know, and that, that is was a giant chrome beak. Yeah, and that was yeah. just not the problem. Yeah, the problem was the cars were boring. Right, it wasn't had didn't have anything to do with the grill. No, but instead they were just, good value for money. Yeah, but that's it. Right. Yeah, and and but now they've they've ditched it with the new um, MX, the new MX <laughs> that came out. <laughs> <laughs> the the new Acura Ambien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> May cause night eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so that whatever the little SUV that came out um at at New York uh this week does not have that crazy beak on I, it anymore, but which I is mean, good, but y- yeah. 
and I feel like the same problem with with Lincoln, like the the kind of like uh, big mustache or wing or however you wanted to look at it thing that they had kind of the last generation before the Continental came out and stuff. Yeah, bird wings. Kind Honestly, of there were, I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. I thought it was fine. It was weird and it stood out, and and for that I liked it. Right, and I feel like they could have. They didn't have to redo the corporate nose because that hadn't been around that long, really. No, no. Um, and instead, they just like put a corporate nose on that looks like Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. They could have evolved their existing one, I think. Right, and that I would feel have like, been a better choice. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, I just don't understand that impulse of like, oh, we get, we need new design language. The grill has to be totally different. Right. Yeah. The whiteboard's just clean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you know. All the other examples that we think of, we know exactly what a BMW grill looks like. Yep. We know exactly what an Alfa Romeo, you know exactly what an Aston grill looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are weird people that know this stuff, but well, that's yes. Real, man. That's yeah. a good point. <laughs> Whatever. It always comes back to that, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, that's a New York auto show. We need to try to go. Yeah. Let's go next year. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's just show up. Let's just do let's just do Will It Dave in uh the, the new Lincoln Navigator. <laughs> the press days. Yeah, why not? Why would we not do that, Ian? I agree. My goal agree. is to somehow get myself into a car that I'm not allowed to get into and then hopefully get yelled at. <laughs> that is that is my goal. Uh-huh. For auto show press coverage. So I don't believe you because anyone who may have seen any of our our Denver auto show coverage <laughs> We had a, a video where I stood in front of a Corvette yes. and said, you guys, this, must, this, new, or this is the coolest Mustang ever, and then ran, ran away. So that was actually not my idea. That was Dave's idea. Yeah. And I stood in front of him with the video camera rolling yep. for, I'm going to say, two minutes going, okay, go. Okay, go. Yep. And he just couldn't couldn't I, bring I, himself to do it. I don't know why. I, this was before apple juice was dispensed, but I also could not do it. For some reason, I just could not do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I couldn't act like an idiot for a second when all I do is act like an idiot at an <laughs> auto show. I recorded you closing a trunk of a Porsche on yourself. Yeah. I, you lay down and fell asleep and I, I recorded it. I climbed into the back of who knows what i almost got beat up by some uh king ranch fans oh my god yeah they yeah. were not happy Oof, god to leave that that scene in a hurry <laughs> that was unfortunate oh, the, the the guy wearing a cardigan got beat up by king ranch guys <laughs> who saw that coming yeah. oh definitely yeah right. so anyway um yeah we need to try to go. Okay. Anyway. What else is on our talkabouts? Our talkabouts include a couple more things. So uh, first off, we want to thank our buddy Jonas in Sweden. Yeah. He sent us pictures of um, a friend of his uh, Volkswagen uh, clutch rebuild with some amazing photos of them working on it. And of course, a bolt sheared off and they had to... They had to Solicit help because when you do these things yourself, there's always one thing that goes wrong that could potentially yeah. derail the entire thing, and that is when you get back to, your, to to needing to find your automotive happy place and like and push through and finish that job. Yep. Oh God, a sheared bolt can be the worst, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good job, guys, getting that uh, V Dub back on the road to blow fuses yet another day. Um, Jonas also sent us awesome pictures. We'll tweet a link to the album of uh, custom cars show in Sweden. So if you want a glimpse into what uh, Scandinavian custom car culture is like, it's 
uh, insane and amazing. Yeah, you crazy see crazy stuff. You in here. see everything. You see everything. Did you see the Chrysler 300 in there? No, no. Yeah. I, I haven't had time to look at all of the pictures, but it's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I did like the frozen themed, um, BMW that was, I mean, that's horrible. Who does that? <laughs> it's, it, that's like what somebody would do to a donk. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. There, I mean, there's some crazy paint jobs in here and stuff. Yeah. yeah so we'll, we'll tweet out a link to this uh, oh. when the episode goes live. Yeah. It's really pretty cool. Okay. So thank you, Jonas. Uh, we love hearing from Jonas. And um, there is something that we're putting in the mail for you tomorrow, I promise, for the love of God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ian, our last talk about. Yeah. Let's talk about race season, buddy. Yes. Tracks are drying out. Yes. Well. You're on message boards. I am. Trying to figure stuff out. I am, are, yeah. Are my Project Sob is continuing to rust in the driveway. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's talk. Okay, so let's talk first about realistic expectations with the, with the track car. With the Saab, yeah. <laughs> we were maybe a little overambitious. Yes, we were. Perhaps. Definitely. Okay. 100%. Yeah. So that that's not going to happen this year. No. So instead, what I'm looking at is trying to find seats with other teams yes. to do some endurance racing this this season maybe or maybe even trying to get some instructor time and with some data so I can get better yes. and and then use other series so the problem though well, is re- real quick yeah. before you get to the problem I want to say a thing that I really encourage about this is what you're focusing on is fostering the natural talent that I feel you have well, I, that's very sweet, Dave, but I'm not sure of that. Uh, okay. All right. I would yeah. frame that slightly differently. Uh, Ian, you are fast. This is the part of the podcast where I compliment you and you get very uncomfortable. Yeah. But it is, it is honestly true. I feel like you do have some talent for driving and uh, and you building that talent or developing that talent further is something that I'm really excited to see because yeah. I, I think, honestly, you have more talent for that than I do. And I think you're the faster person out of the two of us. And if anybody is going to exceed greater, like, or have more gains for a similar investment, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be you instead of me. Okay. <laughs> Ian? Yes? Your hair looks great today. Oh, stop. That's, Ian? No. Okay. Too that, much. That sweatshirt, that's a good color for you. Okay. It brings out your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, I'm saying that this year's goal... This year's goal is to for me to be less of a fuckwit. I, I'm not going to go with n- n- nurturing talent or anything. I was going to see how far I could go before you reached across the table and turned off the recorder. <laughs> and, then, and then just like rubbed my face into the microphone. <laughs> Don't you do it again. Don't you compliment me again. Yeah, it's too yeah. much. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what we were talking about. We're talking about race season and what race you're going to do. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're going to look for a seat in a, in somebody's team that are, you know. Yeah. yeah. So the problem is though, that there is basically there's uh world racing league and lemons coming to Denver this year. Chump car is not doing a, a, a race here. Um, and the lemon, the lemon, and there's only one lemons race. The okay. problem with WRL is that they have kind of stricter requirements for, uh, experience. Okay. Um, so I may not be able to do that race this year. I don't think I would qualify. So, so what do you have to do to qualify? You have to have like more hours, more seat time than me, basically, or you have to have some sort of race license or some sort of note from an instructor or something like that. Uh, okay. Yeah. The, the, it's, the rules are kind of vague and it does seem like people bypass them a lot, the, um, which the, is 
Yeah. Yeah. Th- this bring, brings up a point of mine that ha- is is difficult about getting into grassroots racing. Mm-hmm. The rules and the regulations are very hard to digest. And it basically just seems like you just have to talk to someone. Yeah. Th- there's no quick start guide. There's no like really consistent manual for safety or I mean, th- there are there are these manuals, but they're very hard for people like me to digest. And I'm a pretty technical person. Yeah, some of some of the th- some of the rules. Um, I'm you know like the thing that comes to mind is the the chump car rules um, for um, you know for classes and and, and yeah and points and, and penalties and stuff are pretty subjective. And I guess Lemons is famously very subjective. Yeah, but with, you know, but they kind of cars own, and shit. Yeah, yeah, they own that, and that's fun. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's part of the whole Lemons thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I mean, I. Don't think that you're you would ever escape that in motorsport. I mean, that goes all the way up to the highest levels of yeah of, of rulemaking. Yeah, it's just really hard to to get in as a beginner. Yeah, to make to know that what you're spending money on is the right thing to spend money on. Right, which is why I'm trying to encourage you to follow me down this path of racing with other teams because okay. I feel like. You can kind of learn a lot just oh, from yeah. being in the pits and, right. and and looking at the mistakes that people have done with their cars and right. you know um, rather than kind of blindly trying to build a race car on your own. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay. Interesting. You want me to drive as well, or pit or crew if you don't want yeah. to drive. Yeah. Huh. Okay. We haven't talked about this. Yeah. I I probably pee myself a little bit. Blindsiding you. Yeah. Um. Wow. I mean, we're, we're just going to have to look at costs and yeah, yeah we're going to have to see how much Let's it is. Let's do it, Dave. Let's okay. do it. We're doing it. Oh man. Okay. So if anyone out there has a seat at High Plains Raceway in the first weekend of June for the Lemons Race, please let me know. I'm already up on the forums yes. uh, and nobody has responded. <laughs> I've been refreshing madly. <laughs> refresh again, buddy. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm gonna refresh. You refresh. You, you also. Say, what do you want to do this year? What, what's your What's your? You know, what I have your thoughts. This is a weird year for me. I think I might have to take some kind of proxy or pass, or just ride along and do okay. track days or something. Because, yeah, there's yeah. a there's a lot of Dave stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. But you know, I don't know. That doesn't mean fun can't be had. So yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to play it by ear. I'm gonna have to kind of feel things out and see what budgets are and stuff like that. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah. But I I would I would love to crew. I would love to pit. I would love to I would love to drive. I mean, yeah. I I really feel like the types of motorsport that I'm drawn to actually participate in are mm-hmm. are the things that are similar to what I like to do in sports overall. So I I prefer more individual based sports like right. uh cyclocross, like uh tennis or racquetball. You know, things where the ultimate responsibility is on the individual and comp- and competition is really, it's not in parallel with other people at the same time or you're not on a team. Right. Right. Which is why I like things like autocross and track days because it's kind of more of, of a single or rally racing where it's a more single time trial based thing. It's you versus the course right. instead of you versus a bunch of other people. Sure. Right. And I, I like that a little bit more. And so I'm kind of, I'm really compelled to enter that kind of racing and I'm very intimidated to race with other people on a track. Yeah. I am, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm scared shitless to do it. 
Yeah. And, and I think you would see a different level of enthusiasm for me to get into it if I wasn't so scared of it. Hmm. Well, let's, um, we can work on that. We're going to go to, we'll do some of the SCCA, um, HPDE things. We can just move up the classes. So that's what you do. What's HPDE? High performance driving experience. Okay. And NASA has them too. Okay. Um, so that's one of the ones that I did last year. I think I did it without you last year. Yeah. But, um, basically they, they'll have instructors there and, and so you start off in the slow group Uh and then with point buys and stuff, and then you can move up in those, in those, uh, in those kind of classes. Okay. To be in like the faster groups, and then you you could basically they start allowing passing in more okay. areas, so you, more race like environment, right? So it, yeah. it basically just gets you. It's just like a slow introduction to traffic. Okay, is the idea. Okay, I would I would like something. Or like you that. could do it the way I did it, uh-huh. and, and just <laughs> go straight to fucking Road America with seventy cars. Yeah, yeah. Well, but also, like you are not the average driver. All right. See, but I was, I, I, you know, you say that I was the slowest one on the team. You were a fast learner though. And you were very consistent. I was consistent. I was, yes. cons- I was, and the entire pedal box was bent. So you had that to deal with. <laughs> That's true. So that, yeah. that was a follow up item. So <laughs> yeah, my, my dad's listening. I'm not trying to like air a dirty laundry or anything, but so I was, <laughs> I had been complaining about, so the, the other thing piece of this so if you hadn't heard uh our previous episode, i think it was episode seven after i went to the chump car race yeah our very special episode yeah. yeah um i i had said that i was kind of uncomfortable in the car and i i, I had a hard time i couldn't heel toe and um i had i had a really hard time uh with the with the pedals and and just getting comfortable in the car and some a lot of that was my inexperience um but some of it it turned out was that so my dad and my uncle and my cousin were the other drivers and they are all taller than me and uh Ian you're adopted (laughs) yeah I know they're all taller than me and they all have bigger feet than me and it turned out that the pedal box was in crooked or bent or like the whole the whole like assembly was bent and so they didn't they they didn't they noticed afterwards after because my dad had like several other cars and what happened was he gotten one of the other cars to move it and realized like that the pedal placement was like way better in it. And he started doing some looking and it turned out that the pedal assembly in the race car was bent. Okay. But it didn't affect them as much because basically what had happened they was- They had that reach. Yeah, they had the reach with their feet. Yeah. And my tiny little geisha feet just, <laughs> just fell right in between the pedals. Tiny little geisha <laughs> Yes, uh-huh. And- Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. I I couldn't actually heel toe. Aww, Ian in his tiny location. Cause I'm just a little guy. <laughs> just a little guy. Yeah. Oh, buddy, it's not like you wear a size four shoe. No, but I mean, it, it's, they're small. Yeah, it's size eight. Size eight. That's not big. That's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So so let's let's look. That at was that a weird stuff. tangent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's look at getting me into traffic and getting me to the point where I don't constantly poop myself. How, okay. And to start off, when you drive me home tonight, yes, I'm just going to just throw things at you. <laughs> that's not at a, random times in the, that, and that's from the passenger seat. How is that like racing? It's pretty much the same thing. That's you're like, just like I, oh shit, he's <laughs> over there. That's oh, he's like, over there. That's like if I had like eight children and t- put them all in a minivan and went on a road trip. Yeah. I don't want to simulate that experience. That's pretty much what driving in traffic is like. 
Honestly, it's really not far off. <laughs> Maybe that's why you're better at it. You have a two-year-old. <laughs> Good yeah. name. Who's just lobbing just, Cheerios and vomit at you. It's just innate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you say we play some FMK cars? You Let's want, play FMK cars. Should we do a re-intro for FMK cars? Sure. Okay. Do you want me to do that too? Yeah. All right. Because the first one went so well. <laughs> FMK cars <laughs> is a play on the classic game of Fuck, Mary Kill. That game is usually played with celebrities. We are nice people, though, so we play it with cars. So fuck means you're going to drive it for a day, and usually you explain what you would do with it for that very special day. Like mm-hmm. you would go to Costco, buy all the cheese pizza, and hand it out to homeless people. Yep. Yep, like you did in the, in the Venza. Toyota Venza, yep. Or you marry the car, warts and all. That is your new daily driver from now until until whenever. Right. Yep. You have to deal with everything. Yes. K is you're killing it. It's going to the crusher immediately. Uh, whatever catch went along with that, that's also going to the crusher. That's right. That's right. And so Ian and I present each other with three cars, and sometimes they have a, a catch associated with them. Um, you know, like maybe the car will have a certain uh, tape stuck in the cassette deck, something like that. Yep. And then you assign the other person assigns FMK to those three cars that they're presented. So Ian. Yes. How about you go first this time, buddy? We're we're each going to do one, and then we're going to read a James one. Our buddy James, who's who writes some awesome FMK cars, has banked us with tons of them, and uh, we'll do one or two of his at the end here. Awesome. Okay. okay. I'm going first? Yep. Okay. Uh, mine does not have a catch, sort of. <laughs> sort of does not have a catch. Okay. It does have a title, though. Of course. The title is, yes, yes, we all know Jackie Stewart called it the green hell. What does that have to do with your morning commute? Nice. I like this. These are Nürburgring edition cars. Okay. This is brought about because today I was driving in my neighborhood and occasionally, so I live in a fairly congested area of Denver uh, and I was driving through Capitol Hill and uh, occasionally you'll see a street parked car that has been hit by a car that was traveling down the street. This one had gotten really kind of fucked up. It was a W124 uh, 300E Mercedes. Okay. Um, But what had really kind of caught my eye was that it had Nürburgring stickers all over it. What? Yeah. Okay. And I was like, I didn't know that they made a 300E Nürburgring edition. That's weird. That seems odd. Yeah. I just went down a, a... Google rabbit hole I could not find any evidence that such a car ever existed. So I think that somebody Nürburgring editioned their own oh 300E Mercedes wow. and then it got crashed into. Okay. Um, but it looked, I don't know, I think maybe it, there may have been a Nürburgring edition of that car. Weird. And maybe it wasn't a 300, maybe somebody had rebadged it as a 300E. I don't know. It was Something is off with that car, but we're going to, for the purposes of, purposes of this, we're going to pretend that there was a 300 EW124 Nürburgring edition. Okay. okay. And then after that, the Toyota Prius Nürburgring edition. The, don't get ahead of me. <laughs> no, the second one is a 2014 Opel Corsa Nürburgring edition. Okay. All right. So that's the small little hatchback. Yep. Uh, they did a kind of a fast version, little front wheel drive thing. Uh, fun fact, in the U.S., so even though Opel is a GM product, that actually shares a, that is a Fiat 
platform. Yeah. So and it shares a platform a, with the Renegade. With oh, the Jeep Renegade. okay. So it's just a little hatchback. Kind of looks like a Nissan Versa. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's the it's the same platform as the Jeep Compass and the Jeep Renegade in the states. Then and they did a Nurburgring edition. Yeah. Of it. And GM has a car on that same platform. Oh. But weird. so does Jeep. Okay. Weird, right? Yeah. Okay. Go yeah. on. All right. Yeah. That is uh, global automaking in 2016. Yeah. And the last one, the most puzzling one, 2015, this is a real one, Toyota Corolla Nürburgring edition. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Why? Yeah. So so you got a Mercedes that's been smashed. Oh, the Mercedes is smashed. It's in the exact condition that okay. I saw it okay. on Washington Street in Capitol Hill. Uh, okay. All right. And then you got an Opel Corsa Nürburgring edition, and you got a Toyota Corolla Nürburgring edition. Oh boy, um, God. Oh, I think I need to kill the Toyota Corolla Nürburgring edition. I think you've chosen well. It's oh no, you can't. No, you know what? I'm not going to let that bullshit fly because that's the car. <laughs> That's the car. I'm pointing my finger and wagging it in the air. Dave all of a sudden got very sassy. Yep, yep. my voice is getting higher pitched. And I'm uh, really the espresso's kicked in. I got six I got I'm two fist in apple juice and, <laughs> and killing Toyota Corollas. Because that's the goddamn car that they think that they can replace the entire goddamn scion line with mm. and they can suck it. Wow. Yeah. So crushing the Toyota, which means I have to pick between a wrecked W20. <laughs> and they made the W124 like, what, like 85 to 96, right? Yeah. yeah like around was, then. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. Um, yeah. Uh, and I just saw that on Wikipedia. I didn't pull that off the top of my dome. <laughs> but um, No, but it, it was around forever. Yeah, it was. Uh, and, oh, man. How, how wrecked are we talking about? Just, you know, you know. You know when you can tell when somebody hit a parked car? Uh-huh. And so you get a little, like, the corners dented, you got a tail light out, and then, like, some, some of the body cladding is peeling uh-huh. off the side, and then yeah. the, the mirror is all fucked up, you know. Okay. You've seen those cars before. I think I might marry that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I would take a wrecked W124, like yeah. a 1985 Mercedes. With a fake Benz, Nürburgring with edition. With a fake Nürburgring sticker over a brand new Opal little hatchback fart car that <laughs> just looks. The Opal Corsa looks like it'd probably be a lot of fun. Uh, no, no, okay. no. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, so that means I have to drive the Opal Corsa for a day. What are you so, going to do with it? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to drive it up next to any other car that looks like it, which is a lot of cars, yeah. and and play a Twitter game all day. Which one is the Opal Corsa? <laughs> <laughs> and and have people try to guess. It's like those it, those games Nvidia plays on Tumblr, where, uh-huh. where they'll put up a real photo and then an actual like rendered scene on Nvidia, right. you know, like with their ray tracing stuff, and like and it's really fucking hard to tell. And a lot of times I'm wrong when I look at those. Hmm. You know, they they call it real or rendered. Huh. You know, and uh, yeah, so I would do that with the Opal uh, Opal Corsa okay. if if I could fight off falling asleep behind the wheel of what could potentially be a very boring car. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I'm marrying a wrecked, <laughs> a wrecked 20 year old. Oh no. 30 year old Mercedes Benz. Potentially. Oh yeah. my God. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Good. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Here is my FMK cars. This has a catch. Okay. This is called 32, 33, 34, 89, 95, 99. 
Yeah. Oh, so these are GTRs. Yeah, that's right. These are GTRs. It's okay. not an episode of Lost where you have to punch things into a weird computer and then yeah. and then a smoke monster comes. Well, at first I thought you were giving me measurements for yep. a lady. <laughs> no, no. I'm giving you my measurements, Ian. <laughs> 32, 4? <laughs> 38. Terrible. Yep. Uh, so, first car, Nissan R32 Skyline. That's the third generation. This yep. is this is what we consider the beginnings of the, the, R32. Mo- the modern Skyline. Yep. So, it was made ni- 1989 to 1994. Yep. 2.6 liter, five-speed manual, twin-turbo engine. They're all 2.6 liter twin-turbos. Um so, in 1989, what was the best picture of the year that got the Oscar for the best picture? Oof, I have no idea. Take a stab. I know you were like three when this happened. <laughs> I was seven. <laughs> um, I, don't, I have no idea. Rain Man. Was it really? Yep. So, if you pick this car... <laughs> The Oscar is terrible. All right. If you pick this car, you and I have to dress up. Best picture of anything. Dress up. Not the best picture called Rain Man. Like Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman. And we have to run around. You get to pick if you want to be Tom Cruise or Dustin Hoffman. (laughs) You don't get to pick that for the rest of them. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. And we we have to act like those characters act. Okay. All right. All right. Up next, we have the R33 Skyline. Yeah. A wonderful evolution of the 32 and a great jumping off point for the 34, but it was made 95 to 98. Five-speed manual again. Best picture in 1995, Ian. I know you were like nine then. Yeah. Yeah. Your math is pretty good. (laughs) Um, I am 95? Yeah. Well, that was a year or two before Saving Private Ryan. Uh, I don't know. Forrest Gump. Oh god. You and I are dressing fucking sucks. <laughs> you and I are dressing up like Forrest and Lieutenant Dan. God damn it. And we're running around. Which one am I? You uh you get to be Lieutenant Dan. Oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah because that that like surliness, that anger, and my dumb enthusiasm <laughs> would lend itself very well to these characters. Damn, we kind of are Forrest Gump and <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. How have we not seen that before? <laughs> Hashtag blanket fort breakthroughs. Oh my god. We kind of are, Ian. <laughs> we kind of are. <laughs> Jesus. Oh God. I'm eating chocolate right now. <laughs> I oh, I went shit. running earlier this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh boy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do what you normally do and not talk about it and quickly <laughs> change the subject. <laughs> so lastly, Ian, you can have a R34 Skyline. This yeah. was made. This is my favorite Skyline. <laughs> fi- finally came with a six-speed manual. Yeah. I love this. If I could buy any Skyline, it would be an R34. I wouldn't take a GTR. Yeah. I want an R34. Love it. It has the aerodynamics of a refrigerator, but I love it. Yeah, me too. Um, I love the R34. I love the the very first GTR Skyline. Yep. The 1969. Yep, yep. And I love the R34. Those are yep. my, the ones yeah. that are closest to my heart. So um, that that's an awfully emotional feeling for you. Yeah. Wow. Like a Fort Breakthrough. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so the R34 Skyline was made 1999 to 2002. Ian, what do you think the best picture was in 1999? Was it Shakespeare in Love? It was Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> you and I have to dress up like Gwyneth Paltrow and whatever the other guy was. That was uh, Joseph Fiennes. 
We have to dress up. Oh, no. We have to dress up like Gwyneth Paltrow and Judy Dench. <laughs> and just Which run around. Well, I'm going to put you in a rowboat. And have you, res- have re- you seen that movie? Yeah, in the theater. I have not seen that movie yeah. ever. Yeah, I just know that <clears throat> Gwyneth Paltrow had, had a boob out at one point because, like, you know, 17-year-old Dave saw this movie. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my God. No, like, 19-year-old Dave saw this movie. 20-year-old Dave. I don't know. Anyway. Fucking Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's what we have to do. Okay. And But if you want an R34 Skyline. Yeah. I mean, uh, I do. Yeah. Um, so, Mary. Uh, even though we're going to dress like... Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. and Judy Dench. Yeah. Can I be Judy Dench? <laughs> no. <laughs> you have to take a boob out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So you're... Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm in. I'm, wow. I'm doing it. Well, I'm yeah. going to Photoshop our faces on. I mean, my boob just looks like somebody <laughs> dropped a silly putty, a thing of silly putty in a pile of cat fur. So... <gasps> Oh, why am I such a visual person? (laughs) You did this, Dave. Oh, God. You did this. (laughs) You have no one to blame but yourself. Oh, Ian. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It is. You know, like when you stretch the silly putty out and it's just kind of all floppy and just kind of lacks definition. And then you just throw it in a pile of cat fur. Oh, God, I'm running the recorder. I could stop this and prevent the internet from hearing it. But I'm not going to. <laughs> because if I heard it, you have to hear it too. Yep, it's the way it works. Oh, okay, all right. So then which one are you going to F and what which are one are you going to kill? All right. Skylines, GTRs. not your boob hair. <laughs> I'm proud of myself for that one. Um so okay, so I'm marrying the R34. Yeah, I'm going to crush the R33. Okay, um, because you know the feds do it all the time. I might as well too. Yeah, true. Um, and also, Forrest Gump is like the worst movie ever. <laughs> and um, even though we are kind of those characters, we sort of are. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I'm gonna for a day drive the R32, which I'm totally cool with what are you gonna do for the day <laughs> well who are we dressed up as we're dressed up as um oh shit who is it it, it uh, oh, rain, rain man. man yeah so we're wearing like 1989 suits sweet yeah like a uh, double-breasted yeah silk suits yeah yeah so um i'm we're just gonna drive as fast as we can to las vegas uh-huh you're gonna be dressed up as uh Dustin Hoffman's character. Okay. All right. Every time we get pulled over for a speeding ticket, I'm just going to smack the like the little clipboard that they always have out of the guy's hand and then you're going to get out and count the tickets that are on the road just to distract them and we're going to get out of all our speeding tickets and we're going to use it as a sob story like I'm, you know, taking my disabled brother to Las Vegas. He's not going to make it. And then and I'm just over there two fist and apple juice counting tickets on yep. the ground. Yep. And then we're going to make it to uh, Uh, Las Vegas and you're going to win us a bunch of money in blackjack. (laughs) The end. Well, That's our day with the R32. I'm glad we have our life plans figured out. Hashtag squad goals. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you are all about the hashtags today. I am. I'm hashtagging it up. Hashtag. Yeah. 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 All right. right. Blank fort breakthroughs, man. Mm -hmm. Blank fort breakthroughs. All right. Let's read a James FMK. Yeah, You read that one. (laughs) 
That was the weirdest throw. How do you throw? How do you throw a, a strip of paper efficiently? I don't left-handed at more that. gracefully than that. Whatever that was. <laughs> Listeners, that was a throwing motion. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, we have a a super listener. I'll call him a super listener. Oh yeah, friend, friend of the show, friend of the podcast, James, uh, who's here in Denver, and he has provided us with many many uh, FMK cars to play. He's very good at writing them. And here is one of them now. This one's called Who Needs a 911 Anymore? So these are competitors for the 911. Ooh, these are good. All right. Number one. Yes. Mercedes-Benz AMG GTS Coupe. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, car number two. Jag F-Type Coupe R. Yeah. 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 The, the hard top is, uh-huh. is just sex. Uh, and then the third one, Audi R8 V10. Okay. So I'm assuming these are actually kind of competitors for the turbo. Yeah. Yeah. Although the F-Type is a little bit cheaper, but that's fine. That's fine. I, I'm going to marry the F-Type because there is nothing quite like that exhaust note. Yeah. It is perfect. Did you see the uh, the the SVR, the videos of the SVR? Oh, that they New were running through a tunnel? Yeah. No, I didn't. I need to watch them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's even louder than the than the R. Oh, nice. Okay. It's crazy. So right. yeah, and if anyone hasn't seen it in New York this week, uh, as kind of like right outside the auto show sort of thing, they got New York to like shut down a tunnel. Oh Jesus. And they were just letting journalists just drive back and forth in this tunnel in the new uh Jag F type S V R. Um and th- the it just wow. Amazing noise. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. All right. So then Mm -hmm. I'm going to, so I'm marrying the Jag. I'm going to F the Audi. Oh. Yeah. Because I want, I want to see what weird mid-engine V10, not a Lamborghini, but an Audi is like for a day. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to go to AutoZone and get a bunch of fuses. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to head to the track. Yeah. Yep. It's a Volkswagen Audi group, so you're going to need some of those. Yep. And then that means I have to crush the Mercedes, which stinks because that would be a really, really fun car to drive. Yeah. I don't know. How would you answer it? Man, I don't know. I I do feel like it depends what you wanted to do because if I wanted to go, if I wanted to drive from LA to Vancouver, Uh I would take the Merc. Okay. Every day. Like, I feel like that that shape just belongs on Highway 1. Right. Right? Yeah. It, and it's an excellent level of driver's car and luxury yeah. that you could spend all day in. Yeah. 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 If if I was going to just be tunnel blasting, the it, would Jag. Be, it would be the Jag. Yeah. Right? If I was just, if I knew I was going to be driving through a bunch of tunnels, right. it would be the Jag. If I had to live with it every day, I think I'd take the Audi. Okay. Don't you think? Like, yeah, yeah. The every, every for an everyday car. Yes, yes. That would probably be the best one of the three. <clears throat> I don't know. That's a really tough one. We're not about the best one. We're about sometimes the most impractical one because yeah. that's often the best. You of know us. what? I'm crushing the Audi. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's my answer. <laughs> I just realized that's my answer. I'm okay. crushing the Audi. All right. I'm. I'm gonna marry the Mercedes. Okay. It's just so pretty. Okay. Um. That that new. That new coupe is so pretty. Yeah, and it then, is. And then uh, for a day, I'm just going to go find tunnels and annoy people with my loud, loud exhaust. Oh, yeah. Type. Parking garages, tunnels. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Got to do it. Yeah. Nice. All right. 
Well, we done I, did it. I think we done did it. Yep. Blanket four high fives. Yep. Air high fives across the them. table. Doing them. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. So this has been the Team Clear Coat Podcast. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook at Team Clearcoat. And so, now on Kinja as well. I started the yeah, Kinja blog. Yes. And you've been doing for reasons that awesome. I don't I don't even know how to fully explain myself. You're channeling your energies into hilarious Kinja posts. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. we are at I don't even know the address. You keep talking, I'm gonna get the address. Okay. For us. All right. So you can send us an email, teamclearcoat at gmail.com. Uh Send us your FMK cars, write and review us on iTunes. We'll send you Team Clearcoat stickers if you do either one of those two things. Um, let's see here. So you, I got it. Uh, Kinja. Teamclearcoat.kinja.com. Team Boom. So, And also, if you're an Opposite Lock editor, please follow us and let me post on Opposite Lock. That would be That would be really amazing. Yeah. 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 I don't even know what Kinja is. Don't worry about it. Okay. It's, 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 don't worry about it. Okay. All right. Um, let's see here. So follow Ian on Instagram and Twitter because he takes funny pictures and posts hilarious things on Instagram and Twitter at I roll so hard. E-Y-E, roll so hard. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nuck Nuck Goose. N-U-K, N-U-K, Goose. Yes. And that is that is it, right? Yeah. Any, any last words? No, I'm good. Ian, you look really handsome today. Oh, God damn it, Dave.